Ashley Brock reading Nora Roberts' book, Inner Harbor, Chapter 17. She got to her car and yanked at the door. Her hand, handle, of course, she was alive. She locked it, which was, she told herself, frantically, the stupid knee-jerk urban habit that had no more place in this pretty royal neighborhood than she did. The next thing she realized was that she'd run out of the house without a purse, her jacket, her keys, that she walked back to the hotel before she would go back inside and face the Quins again after her rude and emotional behavior. She wondered once she heard footsteps behind her and wasn't sure if she was relieved or embarrassed to see Philip coming toward her. She didn't know what she was, what it was that was bubbling up inside her, burning this and swelling her heart and her throat. She only knew she had to escape it. I'm sorry, I know that was rude. I really have to go in a rush to get out. The words bumped and tumbled over. Would you like it in my purse? I need my purse, my keys. Sorry, I hope I didn't speak. Whatever was bubbling in her throat was rising higher, choking. I have to go. You're shaking. He said it gently and reached for a bunch of dirt. It's cold. I forgot my jacket. It's not the cold, so go come here. No, I'm leaving. I have a headache. I don't know. Don't touch me. Nor did her words. Each other firmly against him. Wrapped his arms tight around him. It's all right, baby. No, it's not. She wanted to scream. Was he blind? Was he stupid? I shouldn't have come. Your brother hates me. That's afraid of you. You are. <laughs> oh, it hurts. The pressure on her chest was agony. Let me go. I don't want you. As you do. He'd seen it, that connection, when she and Seth stared at each other. In her eyes, such a clear blue. Him, his so brilliant. You know, but her look like no one hates you. No one's afraid of you. Let go, Louie. He pressed his mouth to her temple. Or sworn he felt the pain is in him. Why won't you let go? I'm not going to cause the scene. You just give my purse, I'll go. He was holding herself rigid as marble, but the marble was cracking, he thought, trembling with the pressure. If she didn't let go, she would explode. She would have to put you up. He remembered you. He remembered that you cared. Through the hideous pressure, and there was a step. The step was. I can't stare it. I can't bear it. Her arms gripped his shoulders, fingers clenching in. She took him away. She took him away. Broke my heart. She was sobbing. Now her arms are right around. I know. I know. I know it did. That's the way. He murmured and simply picked her up, sat on the grass, cradled her. It's about damn time. He rocked her while tears that were hot, desperate, flood out of her and soaked his shirt cold. He thought as the fire from the group looked through her, there was nothing cold in her but fear of emotional pain. He didn't tell her to stop, even when sobs shook her so violently, seemed her bones might snap. didn't offer promises of comfort or solutions. He knew the value of pure curving, so he simply stroked and rocked cradled while she looked out. The pain, when Anna stopped, slept out on the porch, Philip shook his head at her, stroking stuff. He continued to rock her as the door shut and left him alone. She cried herself dry. Her head felt swollen and hot. Her throat stomach raw, weak and disoriented. She lay exhausted and I'm sorry. Don't be. You needed that. I don't think I've ever known anyone who needed a cry jack more. It doesn't tell me anything. No better than that. He rose and helped her up. Porter to get in. No, I need to get in. He repeated with just another face. I'll go get your purse and your jacket. Let's return to the passenger. We were not driving. His eyes made her tired, but I'm not going to be alone tonight. 
didn't have the energy to argue. She felt hollowed out and insubstantial. If he took her back to the hotel, she could sleep, take a pill if she had to, and escape. She didn't want to think. If she started to think, she might feel again. She felt again in any part that flood of feeling came back. She could drown again. Because his face looked grim, entirely too determined when he strode out of the house with her things. So Bill accepted her cowardice and closed her eyes. He didn't speak, simply climbed him beside her, leaned over his square seatbelt, and started the car. He let the blessed He let the blessed silence hang through the drive. She didn't protest when he came into the lobby with her, and when he opened her purse for a key card at her door, took her hand again and let her direct into the bedroom. Get undressed. He ordered as she stared at him with those swollen red eyes. I'm not gonna jump you for Christ's sake. What do you take me for? He didn't know where Flair temper had come from. Maybe he was looking at her like this, seeing her so uh, erect and defenseless. Turning on his heel, he marched into the bathroom. Seconds later, she heard the drum of water in the tub. Came out with a glass and asked, swallowed. If you don't take care of yourself, someone else has to. The water felt like glory on her abused throat. Before she could thank him, he pulled the glass out of her hand and set it aside. Swayed a little and blinked when he took her sweater. You're going to take a hot bath and relax. She was too stupefied to argue as he continued to undress her like a doll. When he laid her clothes aside, she shivered a little but didn't speak. She only stared at him when he picked her up, carried her into the bathroom, and deposited her in the tub. The water was high and a great deal hotter than she considered healthy, but she could get her mind around the words to mention it. He looked off her. So back, shut your eyes. Do it, he said with such unexpected force that she obeyed. She kept them closed even when she heard the door shut behind him. She stayed there for 20 minutes, nearly nodding and off twice. Only the vague fear of drowning kept her from sinking into sleep. And then big an idea that he would come back in, pull her out, and dry her off himself was what made her climb shakily out of the tub. Then again, maybe he'd gone. Maybe he finally got disgusted with her outburst and left her alone. Who could blame him? But he was standing by the terrace doors in her bedroom when she stepped out, clicking out of through the bank. Thank you. She knew it was awkward for both of them and struggled to make the effort and return to I'm sorry. You apologize again, said Bill. You're going to piss me off. He walked toward her as he spoke, laid his hands on her shoulder, knocked his eyebrows and she better. He decided to run his fingers over her shoulders and make not perfect. Lie down. He sighed for her. I'm not after sex. I do have some small level of strength and I can call on it when I'm faced with emotional physically exhausted woman. Want your stomach come on. She slid onto the bed and couldn't quite muffle the moat and his fingers began to heal on her shoulder. You're a psychologist and what happens to someone who represses their feelings on a regular basis. Physically or emotionally, he laughed a little, startled her, and got seriously down with I'll tell you what happens, Doc. They get headaches, heartburn, stomach pains, and if and when the dam breaks, it all floods out so hard so fast that they make themselves sick. He dug the robe off her shoulders and used the heels of his hands to press me. You're angry with me. No, I'm not, Sibyl. Not with you. It's only about once I stayed with you. That was a long time. He was four. Philip Trump and concentrated on the muscles that had just tensed. You are in New York. Some place you had now. Same place you had. Yes, Central Park West. Quiet neighborhood, safe. Exclusive, Philip thought. I turned to East Village for Dr. Couple of bedrooms. Yes, I used this second as my office. 
can almost see it tie the organized I guess that's where Seth sets up. No, Gloria took that room. We put Seth in the living room sofa. He's just a little boy. Have you showed up on your doorstep one day? More or less. I hadn't seen her in years. I knew about Seth. She called me when the man she married left her. Sent her money off and on. Didn't want her to come. I never said she couldn't, but I didn't want her to come. She's so disruptive, so difficult. But she did come. Yes. Came back from a lecture one afternoon and she was waiting outside the building. She was furious because the doorman wouldn't let her in. Wouldn't let her go up to my apartment. Seth was crying and she was screaming. It was just, just typical, I suppose. But you let her in. I couldn't just send her away. All she had was this little boy in a backpack. She begged me to let them stay for a while. She said she'd been hitchhiking. That she was broke. Started crying and said just draw on the couch fell asleep. Must have been exhausted. How long did they stay? A few weeks. Her mind began to drift between them and now. Slide back to her. I was going to help her get a job, but she said she needed to rest first. She said she'd been sick, and she said a truck driver in Oklahoma had raped her. I knew she was lying, but she was, she was your sister. No, no, she said. If I be honest, I would have admitted that I'd stopped mattering years before, but Seth was... He hardly spoke. I didn't know anything about children, but I got a book and in, indicated he should have been much more verbal. He nearly smiled. So easy to picture her selecting a proper book, studying it, trying to put everything in order. It was like this little ghost, she murmured, this little shadow in the apartment. When Gloria would go out for any length of time and leave him with me, he creeped out of he'd creep out a little. And the first night she didn't come home until morning, he had a nightmare. You let him sleep with you and told him a story. The frog prince. My nanny told it to me. She liked fairy tales. He was afraid of the dark. I, I used to be afraid of the dark. Her voice is thick and slow. I used to want to sleep in my parents' bed when I was afraid, but I wasn't allowed to. But I didn't think it would hurt him just for a little while. No. Now we can see you're a young girl with dark hair and light eyes. trembling in the dark. It wouldn't hurt. He used to like to look at my perfume bottles. He liked the colors and the shapes. I bought him I bought him crowns. He always liked to draw pictures. He got him a stuffed dog. He liked to watch the dogs being marked in the park. He was so sweet when I gave it to him. He carried it around everywhere except with it. He fell in love with him. I loved him so much. I don't know how it happened. It was only a few weeks. Tom doesn't always factor in. Skimmed her hair back so he could see her profile. Curve of her cheek and hang over her brow. Doesn't always play a part. It's supposed to, but it didn't. I didn't care that she took my things. I didn't care that she stole from me when she left. But she took him. She didn't even let me say goodbye to him. She took him. And she left his little dog because she knew it would hurt me. She knew I would think about him crying for it at night and worry. So I had to stop. Stop thinking about it. I had to stop thinking about him. It's all right. That part's all over now. He stroked gently, nudging her closer. She won't hurt Seth anymore. Or you? That was stupid. No, you weren't. He stroked her neck, her shoulders, felt her body rise and fall on a long, long time. Go to sleep. Don't go. No, I'm not. Frowned at how fragile the nap of her neck looked under her. I'm not going anywhere. That was a problem. He realized as he smoothed his hands down her arm over her back. He wanted to stay with her, to be with her. He wanted to watch her sleep just the way she was sleeping now. 
Even and still, he wanted to be the one who held her when she cried, or he doubted that she cried often, or that she had anyone to hold her when she did. He wanted to watch those quiet lake eyes of hers go bright with laughter, that lovely soft mouth curved with it. He could spend hours listening to the way her voice changed tones from warm amusement to prim formality to earnest. He liked the way she looked in the morning, vaguely surprised to see him beside her, and at night, with pleasure and passion flickering over her face. She hadn't a clue how revealing that face was, he thought, as he tucked down the covers, shifted her until he could spread them over her. Oh, it was subtle, like her scent. A man had to get close, very close, before he understood, but he gotten close, very close, without either of them realizing it, and he'd seen the way she washed his family with wistfulness was yearning, always staying a step back, always the observer. They seen the way she watched Seth with love and with longing, and again from a distance, so as not to intrude to protect herself, he thought it. It was a combination of both. He wasn't quite sure exactly what went on in her heart and her mind, but he was determined to find out. I think I'm not being in love with you, Seville. He said it quietly as he stretched out the damn if that's not doesn't complicate things for the both of us. She woke in the dark for a moment, just a flash. She was a child again, afraid of all those things that lurked in the shadows. She depressed her lips together very hard until it hurt, because if she cried out, one of the servants would hear and might tell her mother. Her mother would be annoyed. Her mother wouldn't like it that she cried about the dark again. Then she remembered she wasn't a child. There was nothing lurking in the shadows, but more shadows. She was a grown woman who knew it was foolish to be afraid of the dark when there was so much else to fear. Oh, she made a fool of herself, she thought, as more memories slipped through. A terrible fool of herself, letting herself become upset that way. Worse, letting it show until she had no control. None whatsoever. Instead of maintaining her composure, she rushed out of the house like an idiot. Inexcusable. Lips cried all over Philip, wept like a baby right in front of his in his front yard as if she fell up mortified at her moaning moaning aloud, covering her face with her hands. She sucked in a gas when an arm came around her. She, she, she recognized such descent even before he drew her against him, or his mouth brushed her temple, or his body fit completely. That's alright. I, I I thought you'd gone. I said it'd stay. He slid his eyes open, skinning with old red glow on the bedside of one. 3 a.m. hotel time. Should have figured it. I didn't mean to wake you. As her eyes grew accustomed to the dark, she could make out the sweep of his cheekbone, which of his nose, the shape of his mouth. Fingers itched to touch. When I wake up in the middle of the night in bed with a beautiful woman, it's hard to mind. <laughs> she smiled, relieved that he wasn't going to press her about her earlier behavior. It could just be the two of them now. No yesterday to mourn over, no tomorrow to worry about. I imagine you've had a lot of practice. Some things you want to get just right. His voice was so warm, his arms so strong, his body so warm. When you wake up in the middle of the night in bed with a woman and she wants to seduce you, do you mind? Hardly ever. Well, if you wouldn't mind, she shifted, slid her body over her head, found his lips with her lips, his tongue and her I'll let you know as soon as I start to mind. Her laugh was low and warm. Gratitude moved through her for what he'd done for her, what he'd come to be for her. She wanted badly to show him. It was dark. She could be anything she wanted to be in the dark. Maybe I won't stop if you do. Threats. It was every bit as surprising and aroused by the teasing fervor voice as he 
was about to deliberate circling trail with fingertips down but you don't scare me. I can't see if you can follow that trail with your mouth. I will give it your best shot. Jesus, this is all bullseye. She laughed again and laughed at him like a cat when his body quivered and his breathing grew thick and raged. She scrapped the mail slowly up the south and down again. What a wonder the mail form was, she thought, dreamily exploring it. Hard, smooth, the plains and angels so perfectly fashioned to make this woman with her. Silky here and then rough, firm and yielding. She could make him want an egg just as he made her want an egg. She could give, she could take just as he did. And all the wonderful and wicked things people did in the dark, she could do. He'd go mad if she continued. He'd die if he stopped. Her mouth was hot and restless and everywhere. His elegant fingers had the blood raging through his veins. As their flesh grew damp, her body slipped and slid over his. Pale silhouette in the dark. She was any woman, the only woman. He craved her like life. Dreamlike, she rose up over him, struggling out of her robe. He arched her back, kicking her hair back. What sort to her now was freedom, power. Lust, her eyes gleam, cat-like against the dark, bewitching him. She lowered herself, taking him inside her slowly, dimly aware of what effort it cost him to allow her to set the pace. Her breath caught, released on the moon, moaning sigh of pleasure, caught again, released again. His hands captured her breast, squeezed and possessed. She rocked, she rocked, small movements, torturously slow, rousing herself with the power and kept her eyes on his, shuddered beneath her. His muscles bunched, his body tight between her thighs. Strong, she thought he was so strong. Strong enough to let her take him as she chose. She's given her hands over his chest and lowered. Her hair curtained her faces as her mouth closed hard over his. A tangle of tongues and teeth and breath. The orgasm rolled through her like a wave, growing, building, and swept her up and over. She heard back with it, body bowing, and rode it out. Then she rode him. He gripped her hips, his fingers dinging in as she surged over him. All reckless speed and clashing light now, all heat and greed. His mind emptied, his lungs screamed, and his body clawed desperately toward the leaves. When he found it, it was brutal and brilliant. She seemed to melt over him. Her body soft and hot and fluid as a pool of liquid wax. Her heart thundered hard against the frantic beat of his own. He couldn't speak. Couldn't find the air to push the words for him, but the words that shimmered on his tongue were three that they've that he'd been careful never to say to a woman. <laughs> Triumph was still glowered inside her. She stretched lazily and satisfied as the cat controlled herself instantly. That is the thing was exactly right. What? She chuckled softly and then I may have not scared you, but I fried your brain. No question. A sex criminal brain sex criminal brain. Men who started thinking about love, much less bringing the word up when they were hot and naked and wrapped around a woman just got themselves in trouble. First time I ever liked waking up at 3 a.m. Already half asleep, she pillowed her head on her shoulder. She said, oh, what's your mom? He reached down and tugged up the tangled sheets and blankets. She nipped an edge with her fingertips, pulled them up to her chin. The second time in one night, Philip lay awake, staring at the ceiling while she slept, that was still beside him. End of chapter 17.